0: The Game of Logic by Lewis Carroll Chapter 1, Part 1 Propositions New Lamps for Old Light Come, Light Go 1. Propositions Some new cakes are nice. No new cakes are nice. All new cakes are nice. There are three propositions for you the only three kinds we are going to use in this game, and the first thing to be done is to learn how to express them on the board. Let us begin with, Some new cakes are nice. But before doing so, a remark has to be made, one that is rather important, and by no means easy to understand, all in a moment. So please, to read this very carefully. The world contains many things, such as buns, babies, beetles, battle doors, etc., And these things possess many attributes, such as baked, beautiful, black, broken, etc. In fact, whatever can be attributed to, that is, said to belong to, anything is an attribute. Whatever we wish to mention a thing, we use a substantive. When we wish to mention an attribute, we use an adjective. People have asked the question, can a thing exist without any attributes belonging to it? It is a very puzzling question, and I'm not going to try to answer it. Let us turn up our noses and treat it with contemptuous silence, as if it really wasn't worth noticing. But, if they put it the other way and ask, can an attribute exist without anything for it to belong to? We may say at once, no, no more than a baby could go a railway journey with no one to take care of it. You never saw beautiful floating about in the air or littered about on the floor without anything to be beautiful, now did you? And now, what am I driving at in all this long rigmarole? It is this. You may put is or are between names of two things. For example, some pigs are fat animals, or between the names of two attributes. For example, pink is light red. And in each case, it would make good sense. But if you put is or are between the name of a thing and the name of an attribute, for example, some pigs are pink, you do not make good sense. For how can a thing be an attribute? Unless you have an understanding with the person to whom you are speaking. And the simplest understanding would, I think, be this, that the substantive shall be supposed to be repeated at the end of the sentence, so that the sentence, if written out in full, would be... Some pigs are pink pigs, and now the word are makes quite good sense. Thus, in order to make good sense of the proposition, some new cakes are nice, we must suppose it to be written out in full the form, some new cakes are nice cakes. Now this contains two terms, new cakes being one of them, and nice cakes the other. New cakes, being the one we are talking about, is called the subject of the proposition, and nice cakes the predicate. Also, this proposition is said to be a particular one, since it does not speak of the whole of its subject, but only of a part of it. The other two kinds are said to be universal, because they speak of the whole of their subjects, the one denying niceness, and the other asserting it of the whole class of new cakes. Lastly, if you would like to have a definition of the word proposition itself, you may take this. A sentence stating that some or none, or all of the things belonging to a certain class called its subject, are also things belonging to a certain other class called its predicate. You will find these seven words. Proposition, attribute, term, subject, predicate, particular, universal, charmingly useful. If any friend should happen to ask if you have ever studied logic. Mind you, bring all seven words into your answer and your friend will go away deeply impressed. Quote a sadder and wiser man. Now, please to look at the smaller diagram on the board and suppose it to be a cupboard, intended for all the cakes in the world. It would have to be a good large one, of course. And let us suppose all the new ones to be put into the upper half marked X, and all the rest, that is, the not-new ones, into the lower half, marked X prime. Thus, the lower half would contain elderly cakes, aged cakes, antediluvian cakes, if there are any, I I haven't seen many myself, and so on. Let us also suppose all the nice cakes to be put into the left-hand half, marked Y, and all the rest, that is, the not-nice ones, into the right-hand half, marked Y prime. At present, then, we must understand x to mean new, x prime not new, y nice, and y prime not nice. And now, what kind of cakes would you expect to find in compartment number 5? It is part of the upper half, you see, so that if it has any cakes in it, they must be new, and it is part of the left-hand half, so that they must be nice, hence, if there are any cakes in this compartment, they must have the double attribute new and nice. Or, if we use the letters, they must be XY. Observe that the letters XY are written on two of the edges of this compartment. You will find a very convenient rule for knowing what attributes belong to the things in any compartment. Take number 7, for instance. If there are any cakes there, they must be X' prime Y. That is, they must be not new and nice. Now let us make another agreement that a red counter in a compartment shall mean that it is occupied, that is, that there are some cakes in it. The word some in logic means one or more, so that a single cake in a compartment would be quite enough reason for saying there are some cakes here. Also let us agree that a gray counter in a compartment shall mean that it is empty. That is, that there are no cakes in it. In the following diagrams I shall put 1 meaning one or more, where you ought to put a red counter and zero meaning none, where you are to put a gray one. As the subject of our proposition is to be new cakes, we are only concerned at present with the upper half of the cupboard, where all the cakes have the attribute x, that is, new. Now fixing our attention on this upper half, suppose we found it marked like this. that is with a red counter in number five. What would this tell us, with regard to the class of new cakes? Would it not tell us that there are some of them in the XY compartment? That is, that some of them, besides having the attribute X, which belongs to both compartments, have the attribute Y, that is, nice. This we might express by saying, some X cakes are Y cakes, or, putting words instead of letters, some new cakes are nice cakes. Or in a shorter form, some new cakes are nice. At last we have found out how to represent the first proposition of this section. If you have not clearly understood all I have said, go no further, but read it over and over again till you do understand it. After that is once mastered, you will find all the rest quite easy. It will save a little trouble in doing the other propositions if we agree to leave out the word cakes altogether. I find it convenient to call the whole class of things for which the cupboard is intended the universe. Thus, we might have begun this business by saying, let us take a universe of cakes. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Of course, any other things would have done just as well as cakes. We might make propositions about a universe of lizards, or even a universe of hornets. Wouldn't that be a charming universe to live in? So far, then, we have learned that the diagram means some X and Y, i.e., some new are nice, I think you will see without further explanation that this diagram means some x are y, i.e. some new are not nice. Now let us put a grey contour into number 5 and ask ourselves the meaning of this diagram. This tells us that the x-y compartment is empty, which we may express by no x are y or no new cakes are nice. This is the second of the three propositions at the head of the section. In the same way, The following diagram would mean, no x are y, or no new cakes are not nice. What would you make of this diagram, I wonder? I hope you will not have much trouble in making out that this represents a double proposition, namely, some x are y, and some are y prime, that is, some new are nice, and some are not nice. The following is a little harder, perhaps this diagram means no x are y and none are y prime i e no new are nice and none are not nice which leads to the rather curious result that no new exist i e no cakes are new this is because nice and not nice make what we call an exhaustive division of the class new cakes i e between them they exhaust the whole class so that All the new cakes that exist must be found in one or the other of them. And now suppose you had to represent, with counters, the contradictory to no cakes are new, which would be some cakes are new, or, putting letters for words, some cakes are X. How would you do it? This will puzzle you a little, I expect. Evidently, you must put a red counter somewhere in the X half of the cupboard, since you know there are some new cakes but you must not put it into the left-hand compartment since you do not know them to be nice. Nor may you put it into the right-hand one since you do not know them to be not nice. What then are you to do? I think the best way out of the difficulty is to place the red counter on the division line between the XY compartment and the XY' prime compartment. This I shall represent, as I always put, one where you are to put a red counter by the diagram below. Our ingenious American cousins have invented a phrase to express the position of a man who wants to join one or the other of two parties, such as two parties, Democrats and Republicans, but can't make up his mind which. Such a man is said to be sitting on the fence. Now that is exactly the position of the red counter you have just placed on the division line. He likes the look of number 5 and he likes the look of number 6 and he does not know which to jump down into. So there he sits astride, silly fellow dangling his legs, one on each side of the fence. Now I am going to give you a much harder one to make out. What does this diagram mean? This is clearly a double proposition. It tells us not only that some x are y, but also that no x are not y. Hence the result is, all x are y, i.e. all new cakes are nice, which is the last of the three propositions at the head of this section. We see then that the universal proposition, all new cakes are nice, consists of two propositions taken together, namely, some new cakes are nice and no new cakes are not nice. In the same way, the diagram below would mean all x are y prime, that is, all new cakes are not nice. Now what would you make of such a proposition as, the cake you have given me is nice? Is it particular or universal? Particular, of course, you readily reply, one single cake is hardly worth calling some even. No, my dear impulsive reader, it is universal. Remember that, few as they are. And I grant you, they couldn't be fewer, they are, or rather it is, all that you have given me. Thus, if leaving red out of the question, I divide my universe of cakes into two classes. The cakes you have given me, to which I assign the upper half of the cupboard, and those you haven't given me, which are to go below, I find the lower half fairly full and the upper one as nearly as possible empty. And then... When I am told to put an upright division into each half, keeping the nice cakes to the left and the not nice ones to the right, I begin by carefully collecting all of the cakes you have given me, saying to myself from time to time, generous creature, how shall I ever repay such kindness? And piling them up in the left-hand compartment. And it doesn't take long to do it. Here is another universal proposition for you. Barzilai... Becaleg is an honest man. That means all the Basilei Becalegs that I am now considering are honest men. You think I invented that name now, don't you? But I didn't. Is on a carrier's cart somewhere down in Cornwall. This kind of universal proposition where the subject is a single thing is called an individual proposition. Now let us take nice cakes as the subject of proposition, that is, let us fix our thoughts on the left-hand half of the cupboard where all the cakes have attribute y, that is, nice. Suppose we find it marked like this. What would that tell us? I hope that it is not necessary, after explaining the horizontal oblong so fully, to spend so much time over the upright one. I hope you will see for yourself that this means some y are x. That is, some nice cakes are new. But, you will say... We have had this case before. You put a red counter into number 5 and you told us it meant some new cakes are nice, and now you tell us that it means some nice cakes are new. Can it mean both? The question is a very thoughtful one, and does you great credit, dear reader. It does mean both. If you choose to take X, that is, new cakes, as your subject, and to regard number 5 as part of a horizontal oblong, you may read it some X are Y, that is, some new cakes are nice. But if you choose to take y, that is, nice cake, as your subject, and to regard number five as part of the upright oblong, then you may read it some y are x, that is, some nice cakes are new. They are merely two different ways of expressing the very same truth. Without more words, I will simply set down the other ways in which this upright oblong might be marked, adding the meaning in each case. By comparing them with the various cases of the horizontal oblong, you will, I hope, be able to understand them clearly. You will find it a good plan to examine yourself on this table by covering up first one column, then the other, and dodging about, as the children say. Also, you will do well to write out for yourself two other tables, one for the lower half of the cupboard and the other for its right-hand half. And now I think we have said all we need to say about the smaller diagram and may go on to the larger one. Below is a table of symbols and meanings. Symbol 1. Some y are x prime, that is, some nice are not new. Symbol 2. No y are x, that is, no nice are new. Observe that this is merely another way of expressing no new are nice. Symbol 3. No y are x prime, that is, no nice are not new. Symbol 4. Some y are x and some are x prime. That is, some nice are new and some are not new. Symbol 4. No y are x and none are x prime. That is, no y exist. That is, no cakes are nice. Symbol number 5. All y are x. That is, all nice are new. Symbol 6. All Y are X, that is, all nice, are not new. This may be taken to be a cupboard divided in the same way as the last, but also divided into two portions for the attribute M. Let us give to M the meaning wholesome. And let us suppose that all wholesome cakes are placed inside the central square and all the unwholesome ones outside it, that is, in one or other of the four queer-shaped outer compartments. We see that just as in the smaller diagram the cakes in each compartment had two attributes, so here the cakes in each compartment have three attributes. And just as the letters representing the two attributes were written on the edges of the compartment, so here they are written at the corners. Observe that M' prime is supposed to be written in each of the four outer corners so that we can tell in a moment by looking at a compartment what three attributes belong to the things in it. For instance, take number 12. Here we find x, y prime, m at the corners. So we know that the cakes in it, if there are any, have the triple attribute x, y prime, m. That is, new, not nice, and wholesome. Again, take number 16. Here we find at the corners x prime, y prime, m prime. So the cakes in it are not new, not nice, and unwholesome. Remarkably untempting cakes. It would take far too long to go through all the propositions containing X and Y, X and M, and Y and M, which can be represented on this diagram. There are 96 altogether, so I am sure you will excuse me. And I must content myself with doing two or three as specimens. You will do well to work out a lot more for yourself. Taking the upper half by itself so that our subject is new cakes... How are we to represent no new cakes are wholesome? This is writing letters for words. No X are M. Now this tells us that none of the cakes belonging to the upper half of the cupboard are to be found inside the central square. That is, the two compartments number 11 and 12 are empty. And this, of course, is represented by the following diagram. And now, how are we to represent the contradictory position some x are m? This is a difficulty I have already considered. I think the best way is to place a red counter on the division line between number 11 and number 12, and to understand this to mean that one of the two compartments is occupied, but that we do not at present know which. This I shall represent thus in the following diagram. Now, let us express All x are m. This consists, we know, of two propositions. Some x are m, and no x are m. Let us express the negative part first. This tells us that none of the cakes belonging to the upper half of the cupboard are to be found outside the central square. That is, the two compartments, number 9 and number 10, are empty. This of course is represented by the following diagram. But we have yet to represent some x are m. This tells us that there are some cakes in the oblong consisting of number 11 and number 12, so we place our red counter, as in the previous example, on the division line between number 11 and number 12, and the result is the following diagram. Now, let us try one or two interpretations. What are we to make of this diagram with regard to x and y? This tells us, with regard to the xy prime square, that it is wholly empty, since both compartments are so marked. With regard to the xy square, it tells us that it is occupied. True, it is only one compartment of it that is so marked, but that is quite enough, whether the other be occupied or empty, to settle the fact that there is something in the square. If then we transfer our marks to the smaller diagram, so as to get rid of the m subdivisions, we have a right to mark it, thus in the following diagram, which means you know all x are y. The result would have been exactly the same if the given oblong had been marked thus, as in the following diagram. Once more, how shall we interpret this diagram with regard to x and y? This tells us as to the xy-square that one of its compartments is empty. But this information is quite useless, as there is no mark in the other compartment. If the other compartment happened to be empty too, the square would be empty, and if it happened to be occupied, the square would be occupied. So, as we do not know which is the case, we can say nothing about this square. The other square, the xy' prime square, we know, as in the previous example, to be occupied. If then we transfer our marks to the smaller diagram, we get merely this diagram, which means, you know, some x are y prime. These principles may be applied to all the other oblongs. For instance, to represent all y prime are m prime, we should mark the right-hand upright oblong, the one that has the attribute y prime, thus, as in the following diagram. And if we were told to interpret the lower half of the cupboard, marked as follows with regard to x and y, as in the following in diagram, we should transfer it to the smaller diagram, thus, and read this diagram, all x' are y. Two more remarks about the propositions need to be made. One is that in every proposition, beginning with some or all, the actual existence of the subject is asserted. If, for instance, I say all misers are selfish, I mean that misers actually exist. If I wish to avoid making this assertion and merely to state the law that miserliness necessarily involves selfishness, I should say, no misers are unselfish, which does not assert that any misers exist at all, but merely that if any did exist, they would be selfish. The other is that when a proposition begins with some or no, and contains more than two attributes... These attributes may be rearranged and shifted from one term to the other ad libitum. For example, some A, B, C, R, D, E, F may be rearranged as some B, F, R, A, C, D, E, each being equivalent to some things are A B C D E F. Again, no wise old men are rash and reckless gamblers may be rearranged as no rash old gamblers are wise and reckless, each being equivalent to no men are wise old rash reckless gamblers. End of chapter, read by Leonidas for Lit2Go on the web at fcit.usf.edu.